Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. You're not hearing a repeat episode. This is a brand new episode. I mean, depending on when you're listening. We have used this song before, but I have a good reason why we're repeating this song. Well, two, two reasons. Three reasons. Three reasons. I like the song. I enjoy Orange Cassidy. And I went to see Cocaine Bear on Monday, and it was the first song played in the intro. Oh, Fuck <laughs> yes! Such a good song. You're telling me I'm gonna get Jane and White Lines in the same you, movie? It, it bookends. You get Jane in the beginning. You get White Lines oh. at the end. <laughs> Here's my my five second review. Very cool no movie. No spoilers. I want to see. No it. no spoilers. Very cool movie. Go see okay. it. There it is. That's it. Okay. <laughs> now one question. Yes. When everybody had come out, when when Ray, rest in peace, when Ray Liotta had died, yes, everyone came out and said, "This is the fucking movie that they're gonna <laughs> that this is gonna be Ray Liotta's last movie." Well, here's the thing. Yes, go ahead. What's finish your your statement? Does is it a good last movie? Was it a good role for him to play in his last movie? <laughs> He plays well, if you can believe it. Does or not. it cut off randomly and you go, "What the fuck happened to this guy?" No, 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 no. You know, <laughs> you know exactly what happened. Um, okay, I so will... having not seen it, in your reaction, Ray Liotta dies via cocaine bear. By way of cocaine bear, it is a gruesome way to. I, I will, I will say this: the movie is. If, if there's nothing you want to think about the entire day, and you just want to see a raging high bear destroy people. This is the movie for you. And contemplating skipping dynamite tonight and go watching it. <laughs> I I uh, I enjoyed it. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Again, it's not something that you have to think about. It's just there. There's a bear high on cocaine. 
inspired by true events. Not everything that you see in this movie is completely true, as is most movies that are no, inspired the, by the true, true events. The true part about this movie is that um, there was, like... The, the, the bear happened. The premise of it. The bear happened. The bear happened. Like, the, 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 the plane happened. Yes. The drop happened. They actually the have... The bear got the cocaine. They have footage but, in the movie. There's footage in the movie of a Tom Brokaw in the actual uh, shout uh, piece. Shout out Tom Brokaw. To the piece that they had in the 80s when this all went down. Spoiler alert. The bear doesn't actually live. <laughs> yeah, no. OG, he went on OG like died. a minute and a half of fucking... Yeah. And then just completely... And then died. And then completely OD'd. But this movie, he does not die. <laughs> so uh, I definitely recommend to go see it. It was it was a fun movie. Um, and uh, you want to talk about uh, feeling a deja vu uh, in a way? <laughs> I have Sirius XM in my brand new vehicle, and um, congratulations! I was listening to I believe it was like it was either seventies on seven or or classic vinyl, whatever yeah. it was, eighties on eight, one of those things. Mm. And uh, I'm listening. Actually, at that point, it might have been 90s on nine, depending on. I don't know when this song came out, but I go, I've heard this song before. And it was the worst, what is widely known as the worst song of all time. We built this city. Yep. <laughs> I go, hang on a sec. I know this. And I look down and I go, oh, Starship. Yep. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what a small circle. It's it just, yeah. <laughs> That's enough of that. Um, yeah, Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone magazine name that. Uh, that's always a go-to in my trivia. Is the uh, uh, worst song by Rolling Stone magazine of all time is "We Built the yeah. City" by Starship. Not worst music video. That's a pretty bad video I, too. But worst. no, but that goes to "Video Kill the Radio Star." I think. It's up there though. It's it's it's. If you watch, have you seen the video of we built, we built the, city? the city? Yes. No. After we record, go watch the video. It's. Uh, I shall. It is four minutes of schlock eighties, and when they get to the part in the middle of the bridge where it's uh, you know the guy on the radio dial is talking, it's, yeah, it's pretty bad. So I highly, also highly recommend to go see that video because it's terrible. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. To Sons of Slam, my name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black, sir. What is good? Nothing much. Nothing so, much. Couple, uh, couple, so couple stories in the world of pro, pro wrestling this wrestling. week. Wrestling, yes. All and uh, uh, I'll start with mine because I just have one, and I thought it was a pretty big one. Uh, Jeff Hardy has been sentenced in his DUI case. Really, it finally came down, huh? Yes, I, did, I took I not a little snapshot of an article i forgot exactly where it was so okay. apologize apologies for the uh, no credit given right now but i did not write it obviously okay uh i thought it was pretty funny but volusia county court has sentenced jeff to 38 days in a county jail with 38 days credit for time served jess's jeff has also been issued two years probation $4,586 in fines and court fees, a 10-year suspension of his license, two years with an interlock device, and a 90-day vehicle impoundment, court-mandated DUI school or drug rehab program, and community service. Do you know Jeez. what an interlock device is? Is that the ankle bracelet? No, it is. Oh, I did not think about that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> 
<laughs> go on. Yeah, that's probably it. Uh, yeah, okay. So I didn't think about that. The first thing that popped in my head was the well, breathalyzer to start the well, car. Actually, you're right because I'm look. I just am I right? Yes, you are. Uh, interlock device oh, is yeah. the breathalyzer installed in your car. It looks like a cell phone, like an old school cell phone in your car. But that makes zero sense because he has his license suspended for ten years. So then, how would they? How Why would you need a breathalyzer in a car that you can't drive? In a car that you can't drive, I don't know. It's a good question. They just wanted to. Th- that's every- why. That's why you're like the way you said it. The ankle bracelet. I go. Oh yeah. That's yeah. no interlock device is definitely it's a uh, ignition interlock device or breath alcohol ignition interlock device is a breathalyzer for individuals individual vehicles. Requires the driver to blow into a mouthpiece of the device before starting or continuing to operate a vehicle, as if you didn't know what that already was. Uh, but yeah, so that's, I guess they wanted to just throw everything that they possibly could at him. <laughs> like it, you can't drive. If you're going to drive, you have to use this and we're going to arrest you anyway. I don't know. I feel like, Oh, such a, such a fall from grace, man. It it's, is the breathalyzer. Yes. Cause it's a suspension of his license. It's not a revocation of his Got license. It. Okay. But he still can't. Drive. So <laughs> still, still suspended. Okay, but is it as, as, or is yes. it like uh, someone who in his early days of driving had his license suspended twice? Uh, I can tell you, yes. You did? Yeah, I did. Yeah. This for is for what? For Dewey's? Tickets. No, no, absolutely not. Tickets. All right, good. Thank God. Nah. <laughs> no, I've never got pulled over for a DUI, but uh, tickets. Um, uh, massive amounts of tickets not paid for when I was in my 20s. And then when Ouch. I got pulled over, yeah, there's that. Um, so fun, fun times for Jeff. That's Hardy. never fun. I will say this: uh, growing up in the uh, car business, like I did, my dad was a mechanic for twenty years. Okay. Uh, I have seen, I've seen those interlock devices being put on cars, and by God, it is rather, it's quite cool. If I'm being honest, it's cool. You go, I, well, yeah, because you go, like this whole thing is just built into the engine. And you mm-hmm. go, you just gotta breathe, and if you haven't had any booze, you're good. Right. What if you get somebody but, else to breathe? Yeah, no. The whole like putting it in is is pretty cool. I know what it actually does. But when so- you're a kid and you go, really? <laughs> so Jeff can basically get Matt to just breathe into it every time, and now he'll be able to drive. Well, I don't know how Matt does with the booze, but you know, <laughs> I bet Matt's got back issues. I assume that there's you know extracurricular. I can't even talk. Better than Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I granted, <laughs> just what a what a fall from grace. Um, and it, it's sad too because it's. It, Obviously, Jeff Hardy, one of the the best tag team, part of one of the best tag teams of all time, and watching him go from like, WWE gave him multiple chances. I I, I commend McMahon. more chances than should have happened. Probably, you know, I, I commend McMahon on very few things, but one of them was the amount of chances that he gave Jeff Hardy, just because talent outspeaks everything else, as we see in sports, as we see in everything else. Um, if your talent is good, then people will forego whatever nonsense you're going through and but there's so many times you could do that and i guess tony thought well you know what maybe i could change him <laughs> he's got his he's got matt here it's not like he's alone matt's here they could have the hardy boys that played out for a little bit had great matches with you know that darby allen match we saw live was insane but yeah know, with him jumping off the ladder i the ladder into the chairs onto the chairs yeah but i mean it's you know, demons take you man and this this is one of those situations where it's just it's unfortunate to see that you know this guy kind of go through this. Um, I went through a whole video. I, I went down a, a weird rabbit hole of of wrestling downfalls this week uh, and seeing uh, wrestlers who made it. Can already tell you what's going to be at the top of that list. Oh, like there's a couple. Name one. 
I mean, there's one at the top of that list, okay, and I don't think he's had a more widely publicized downfall than him. That is Benoit. Oh yes, well he was number one. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was I said one. I know exactly who's at the top of that list. He was number one. Uh, others on that list were Joey Ryan. Um. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh. 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 uh wow. Oh uh, jeez, Velveteen Dream, of course. Um. I genuinely thought Joey Ryan would have been back by now. Alberto Del Rio. I saw. I thought. I think I saw a picture of him working at the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean ride in uh, what? <laughs> in Disney or some shit. What? I'm not even joking about that. I don't know if it was photoshopped or some shit, but like, <laughs> oh, shit. if it was photoshopped, yeah, who, you need to get a job in Russia because goddamn, do you do a good job? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Who so, else? Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan. Let, let me see if I can think of. Oh, I said a couple. While well, you were you were talking, there. I said Joey Ryan. Oh, my bad. I got uh, Velveteen Dream. Yes, I heard that. Uh, Alberto, Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was huge. I mean, the the idea of him publicly not only breaking up with Paige, but the way it was it went down in an airport of, you know, her screaming, uh, "Get off me, get away, we're done." Um, yeah, and they were engaged after I think it was six months. I want to say, yeah. Um, uh, but you know, Alberto Del Rio is the person we have to, for sensitivity purposes, I guess I would say blame for Paige's photo leaks. Was it? Yeah, I think that was around that time. It was him, huh? I'm not going to say it was him, but I think like it was around that time that, that that all that happened. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, another big downfall. Uh, Owen Hart. Literally. Yeah, he fell down. I got it. The douche. <laughs> <laughs> but not by his own fault. Um, these these other assholes had it coming to him. Uh, who else? There was uh um. Who's the guy? Jeez. Use your I, words. No, I can't. Um, he, he was he was let go in like 2017. He was the one that uh, they found. Uh, Lars Sullivan. Ah, the gay Sullivan, porn star. The gay porn star who was a homophobe, apparently, ironically. And all his. Yeah, I don't get how that works. All his Reddit tweets were put out there as being a homophobe. And then he was in gay porn. Hey, that's irony for yeah. you. Anywho. All right. Uh, there is one last part of that article that I forgot to read about uh, Jeff Hardy. Yes. Circle back. Circle back. Uh, earlier this week, Jeff's attorneys filed a motion to axe the breath test results from the initial arrest due to the belief that it was unreliable. They claim that the breathalyzer used on Jeff was not inspected by the Florida Highway Patrol the previous month, mm-hmm. a violation of law that mandates breathalyzers must be inspected by an agency inspector at least once each calendar month. Hmm. So I believe Jeff is pretty much like getting off on semantics. I guess we shall see. Um, let's see here. Anything else outside the ring for you? That's all I have. I'm going to rip through. Let's see. One, two. I think I have like six outside the ring things here. Do you know who Arian Andrew is? Aaron Andrews? Arian. Arian Andrews. Arian Andrew. Whiter Arian. I don't know. <laughs> Aryan Nation Andrew? No. Arian, yeah, exactly. That's, Arian, that's what I was trying to go for, at least. No, Aryan Andrew uh, made a statement after an autograph signing saying she's recovering from shoulder, su- shoulder surgery. I want her to answer the question for herself. I know she's recovering from shoulder surgery. Sure, sure, sure. Who am I speaking of? That was Cameron, former Funkadelic and uh, Funkadactyl, excuse me. That. Yes. And she was talking about Naomi and her shoulder surgery. Funkodactyl. Thank you. Funkodactyl shoulder surgery. Words are yeah. good. 
yeah so there was that um uh and and uh to the question of why Naomi has not returned to WWE yet so uh yeah she's recovering and she uh was asked at a at a autograph signing about Naomi's whereabouts and that was the answer that she gave uh so there was that um do you want to know where the amazingly awesome idea for the booking for Brock Lesnar versus Omos came from MVP could you guess no who came up with the idea Brock Lesnar (laughs) no Ladies and gentlemen, John Bradshaw Layfield, Vince McMahon. Wow. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, he's (laughs) tall as shit. (laughs) Get him in there with Brock. Damn it. That's a very, that's a very uh, young rock sounding Vince. Yeah. Shout out. (laughs) I I like it. Hilarious comedian. I like it. Uh, WrestleVotes reported that the idea for Brock Lesnar versus Omos at WrestleMania came from Vinnie Mac. WrestleVotes Twitter account, which uh, has broken several big stories in the past, sent out the following tweet. This was uh, today. Uh, I'm told the highly anticipated, very compelling. This is all sarcastic, by the way. I'm told the highly anticipated, very compelling Brock Lesnar versus almost WrestleMania match up idea was from one specific powerful person who pushed it through. Um, Meltzer reported on Wrestling uh, Observer Radio. Lesnar's WrestleMania plans were changed sometime within the last week or two. As Fightful Select reported, there are people in the company that believe that McMahon is running creative. WWE sources have denied this, but it is worth noting that Triple H has stated publicly that he's taking ideas pitched to him by others in the company, and he is still listening to his father-in-law. Boom. Interesting. Have fun with that match, because nobody wanted it. Well, let's be honest. Look Look at the two of them. Sure. Right? You know that match is going to go a maximum. Of two minutes. Maximum two, three minutes. of five minutes. <laughs> oh, you're, you're very generous. That's what I'm saying. An absolute maximum of five minutes is what that match is going to be going. And if I'm being completely honest of it, the, how do I want to put this? The meta-ness, that's the best word I can com- come up with, of Brock Lesnar to just sit on the couch and go, kind of pull the curtain back and go, sell me sell these fans, sell the people at home, sell us this match. And, and, and I, was, I saw that live and I'm like, huh. All right. Good call. And, interested. And not for nothing, MVP did a great job. MVP did a great job also spitting water into Brock that, I, that was, I was like, oh my God, COVID, it went in his mouth. It was. By the mouth. way, I just want to let you know, uh, if you taste actual white lightning, right? Uh-huh. Once that thing hits your fucking lips, if you don't immediately go, whoa, it's almost certainly not white lightning. What is white lightning? Moonshine, brother. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Oh yeah, dude. White lightning. That's what they used to. Uh, white lightning is the uh, the genesis of NASCAR. So he. So so you're saying MVP that reaction was not true? No. I don't believe that was true in, in the slightest. It was too strong for him. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, nah. Not like that. I, I feel like that whole th- the idea of that match just makes absolutely no sense. And you are you've veered off of what could have been the finale of speaking of fear of, of <laughs> the finale of of a of two people who could have just kind of ended it with a great match and answered all the other questions that didn't happen at Chamber in Lesnar and Lashley. But we missed out on that, and now we're gonna get Brock versus Omos. 
Good God. And, Bray, and Bobby versus Bray. Bobby I'm not versus, mad at it, if Bobby, I'm being honest. Bobby versus Bray, I'm okay with. It's the, the Omos part that uh, we could do without. And I feel, you think it's a Firefly Funhouse match? I, I do. I feel like if, if they could get, if they could somehow get the Hurt Business against three of the wide six, that would be awesome. Ooh. I think that would be very cool. I don't see that happening, but uh, I, I feel like that would have been the, the cool way to go and kind of pay this off because this the wide situation is going on for a while <laughs> without some sort of like yeah. clear payoff here. And I'm cool with weirdness in wrestling. I'm very cool with it. Um, but when was Extreme Rules? Off the top of your head, it was last year. I know that. Do it off the top of my head. I can just find it out right now. I'm gonna say, yeah, November, October eighth. All right, October is where he appeared. He right. didn't get into the ring until the end of January. Right, but was, right, his first appearance was in October. That's what I'm saying. But like this is that's still that's still the beginning of the month. So we have October, we have November, December. We have four months so far. We just finished February. Now we have five months. Five months of Bray. One match. One match. And it was in Blacklight. And it sucked. <laughs> and it absolutely sucked. Hey, man. Dude, nope. Cut that. We're real here. Stop it. it. Name name any redeeming quality in that match right now. I'm all about the visuals. So you, you like the asbestos that was the all green asbestos that was coming out of the desk. and Yes. And the, as, the, as the great Joe Pesci said, it's the asbestos habit. <laughs> That's a cut. That if you got that cut. movie, good for you. Um, I, I one match to he's like a, he's got a, like a MJF uh, schedule going on. That's fine. I, is it? Yeah, it's Bray Wyatt, dude. It's, it's been five months. What, what are we doing? Have we just been uh, paying this entire thing off for Mania? I'm genuinely trying to freaking. I would love some. Uh, I I'm trying. Uh, me too. <laughs> me too. I would. I I I love the Firefly Funhouse segments. I enjoyed thoroughly. Um. Uh, the the Bobby Lashley segment in Raw <laughs> with uh, uh, with Bray, um, you know, doing the muscle dance. Doing the muscle dance. <laughs> the muscle yeah, dance. Um, I'm hyped because I still have my Wyatt Jim shirt that I bought on uh, WWEshot.com. I'm pretty sure, like before the pandemic, you can bring it back. You can bring it. I back. think I might have to. You might have to. Um, but yeah, I, I just I gotta know where this is going. Uh, let's see here. So there was that uh, AEW star not medically cleared to wrestle. Uh, this star is one very smoking hot Anna J. Uh, excuse me, Anna J. A. S. And the reasons were uh, she has a protrusion on her back. She's had it for several years. But if you remember the January 13th edition of Rampage, when she had really a, a banger of a match with Tay, uh, Tay Mello mm-hmm. versus uh, Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale, there was that spot where Willow on the ramp <clears throat> did the power bomb onto the table, and she completely missed the table. Yeah. No, no, no. Willow made the table. No, I didn't say Willow. I'm sorry. Oh, Anna okay. J.A.S. <laughs> Anna J.A.S. Yeah. Completely missed the table. And it was just nothing but floor and back. And that made it much, much worse. And slight padding. <laughs> Very where? <laughs> on the on carpet, I guess. Okay, sure. That's fine. Uh, she goes on to say, quote, yes, I have a protrusion on my back. So it's something that I've been dealing with for more than 10 years by now. I know how to go about it. So before the match, I started feeling it a little bit, and the doctors in AAW, they're super good. I told them, and they helped me see if it was okay to do it. They asked me, and I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so let's go. I'll never say no. Let me tell you unless uh, I'm really dying. I was like, I'm in pain. I knew I was in pain the day before. Let me tell you, I couldn't walk. 
uh, I couldn't walk to the airport. Uh, the walk was so long we had to get a wheelchair for me because I was not able to walk for too long. It was really bad. Oh, wow. That was all before the spot? Uh, all before the spot. Jesus Christ. That's why all of them rushed up to her. Uh, and also, Tay Mello got, uh, was injured. Um, yeah, Anna, that one I know. Anna suffered uh, dislocated ribs in the process. And Mello also hurt her back. So that match did a doozy, which is why you don't see them in, in the ring since. You haven't seen them in the ring since. You know, people so don't talk about the back damage that Jungle Boy and Sammy are doing either, and that's just a goddamn shame. These these guys, these guys, Darby, they get after it. They go after it now, but long term, man, that is we said it before. There's gonna be some issues. Lord, speaking of Alberto Del Rio, let's circle back. Oh wow, MJF apparently was compared to. Said uh, ADR. ADB. MJF versus ADB. That'd be great. A- ADR. ADR. Sorry. <laughs> Damn. ADB. I had ODB in my head. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, he did not take kindly to the comparison uh, online. So the fan replied under the fan first fan tweet saying, except, uh, hold on. AEW world champion MJF did not take kindly to a fan comparing him to former WWE star Alberto Del Rio. Uh, a fan replied to the tweet saying, except MJF isn't a racist, LOL. And then MJF responded, except I'm not a racist, an abuser, a, brad, a bad promo, a poser, a bitch, and a drug addict, and an overrated wrestler. End quote. I see no lies. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, he, was, he was accused of aggravated kidnapping sexual assault by another woman who he was with, who he was with at the time. Those charges were dropped because the witness was missing. Alberto Del Rio <laughs> won a Royal Rumble. The the witness was missing. Uh, he won a Royal Rumble. Ooh. Yeah, he won a Royal Rumble. That's right. Um, the witness was missing. I missed that part. Yeah, I, I, that's why I, I had to get closer to the mic. May of 2020, police said that Thank Alberto tied, that. tied the woman's hands. May of 2020, police said that Alberto tied the woman's hands with boxing straps and then put a sock in her mouth as he sexually assaulted her for several hours with various objects. That's just hot. No, I'm kidding. That's (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) You know, I can see you doing that. No, 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 you can't Uh, Investigators also say that he punched her in the back and the victim does not remember much after he put his hands around her throat. Good Lord. But here's the thing. Was it a closed fist or was it a forearm and did he make a slap? Because if it's a wrestling wrestling forearm, that don't count. You're saying it's an angle? (laughs) <laughs> you say this whole thing is an angle what a storyline uh moving on good god uh, moving on oh um, man we're going to hell <laughs> i'm going to hell cody rhodes wanted to uh aw to sign wwe raw star years ago ironically uh this past week's episode of raw saw cody rhodes challenge chad gable in a great match went about 10 minutes um i'm telling you man aew wanted to Signed Chad Gable. The tweet noted that Rhodes wanted to bring in Gable to AEW when he was EVP in the promotion. 2021, there was a report about how there had been a talent hoping AEW would bring in Gable. And now we know Rhodes was one of the names. Huh. Um, Interesting. Uh, this quote uh, is reported by Meltzer Codes. Cody Rhodes wants Chad Gable to have a big showing during their Raw match tonight as Rhodes has been a fan of him. And was one of the unnamed AEW talents hoping to eventually bring Gable to the company. As reported by wow. Master in 2021. Uh, you know what? I, I think he would have been great. 
Uh, I think he would have been misused. Um, and I think that Chad Gable right now is on pace to do amazing things this year. And if he's not, if, if, if Triple H doesn't do anything with him, shame on him. Because he has done more with less in this role in Alpha Academy than probably any other wrestler in the entire card. And so if you name me if you name me one match that Chad Gable's had that's that was bad, I will rescind everything I just said. But he, I think it's hard to do. He, he's he's done a great job in in 2023 so far, and I, I hope that Triple H sees that. And and Cody Rhodes is just another name to a high name to be able to accentuate that fact. Give give Gable at least a you know uh, intercontinental U.S. title something. Give him some sort of shot because he he deserves it. I would beg to differ on the fact that he would have been misused in AEW. I'm just going by past WWE bring in bringing inners, <laughs> broad inners. I understand that, but uh, there is a certain that, that track record faction in AEW mm-hmm. that has a majority, 75% of its members were former WWE superstars. That being the Blackpool Combat Club. And I highly believe that Chad Gable would have been a member of the Blackpool Combat Club and it wouldn't have been a bad thing for anybody involved. You assume that he would have been part of that club. Look at him. Look at look at look at his wrestling. Look at what he does. Like you're telling me that doesn't scream Blackpool Combat Club. It, it does. It does. I just that's uh, what I'm saying. And he would like that would have been it. Tony has a bad. Is he going to be part of the House of Black? <laughs> There's two thirds of them. <laughs> former WWE members. Yeah, um, but that's because like uh, Buddy Murphy can fall into the gimmick, and Malachi Black is Malachi Black. Uh-huh. I just, I, I don't know. Okay, so... Buddy Murphy's a follower. Look at the Monday Night Messiah. He's a follower. People forget. Uh, except so, for, speaking of which, you know what I forgot? Except for your lead. I the- forgot that Austin Theory was also a part of that. And I only remembered that when... I think it was Austin Theory who was the first one out in the chamber. And it was Cole that brought it up. Like, all the, all the history dating back with both Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. And also Seth Rollins and Austin Theory dating back to the Monday Night Messiah. And I go, oh. Monday Night Messiah. Aleister, wow. Aleister Black, Austin Theory, and Seth Rollins. Popping eyes out, yeah. man. Popping eyeballs out of sockets. And Aaliyah. You can't forget Aaliyah. Oh, my God, Aaliyah. She was an integral part of that. What an awful storyline. But what a hot. You want to talk about long-term storytelling? <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> but yes, go ahead. <laughs> yes, it is. I'll tell you why. Please. Buddy Murphy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see where you're going. Buddy Murphy yes. fooling around with Dom's sister. Yes. Dom takes his girl. Right. <laughs> and and Buddy Murphy gets on social media and threatens him. He's like, you want to see uh, you want to see prison? He says yeah. something about the uh, I'm the prison. real poppy. I'm the real <laughs> Good for you know what? Good for the both of them. Good for the yeah. both of them. Also, shout out Andrade on social media. Shout out going or he also went into the whole poppy gimmick. He went to the poppy gimmick. Shout out for uh, Charlotte Flair indirectly mentioning Andrade. On oh, it was great and his thick SmackDown <laughs> accent and his thick accent. <laughs> um, so all that there's that. Uh, so Cody Rhodes wanted Gable <laughs> thick. Pause. Look at Dom sexually <laughs> accent. Double C baby. Uh, Cody Rhodes wanted Gable in there. Let's see here. Uh, Kenny Omega was on. I don't know. I think like single D. You think what? Uh, I thought you were talking about Charlotte's boob size. My no. bad. Go on. No. Uh, single. Really? 
Like the double D? Oh, the double. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Kenny Omega was interviewed by... They're far, and they always say that the freaking camera adds 10 pounds. I would assume that goes to boobs, too. Each, each one. <laughs> Kenny Omega was on, was on the sessions with Renee Paquette um, talking about various uh, situations uh, on his role as EVP. Um, he has his limits, of course. We don't do everything. We have more of an infrastructure. We have people... Uh, that do have roles and jobs within the company. So it's not like we are busy as we were in year one. However, there are still things that we have to do all the time on his relationship with talent because he's EVP. He said, I'm not sure. It would be sad if people are pretending to be nice to me because of it. Uh, On his physical problems, he fixed. Well, he had both his knees done, a shoulder done, his septum fixed, and he had a stomach hernia that he had surgery on. So that's why why he was out all that time. Uh, Situation with the Elite and CM Punk. Uh, after All Out, uh, it's a shame that the general public and a lot of people aren't ever going to know what went down backstage and how it could have been prevented or how it could have ended differently. That's just sort of how things go. Again, when it's a big business operation, I don't think anyone is happy that it happened or is proud that it happened or anything like that. I think across the board, everyone thinks that was a terrible situation that was unnecessary. Uh, on what his what he sees for the rest of his career... Uh, Sometimes the first thing that pops into your mind is probably how you really feel. The first thing that came to my mind was, wasn't, you know, a venue. It wasn't a title. It wasn't some kind of accolade. I feel like whatever it is that I can contribute to wrestling, I want people, I want to be able to help people in the next generation. I feel like, am I, and then he goes on to say, this is the most interesting part of the whole thing, I think. Um, I feel like, am I wasting my time here? Do I not even deserve my position if I'm not looking for some sort of measure of success for myself? Like, am I being ungrateful almost? So those thoughts even still fill my head a little bit because I felt that when I was motivated to win the G1, when I was motivated to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, win Match of the Year Award, win Technical Wrestling Year Award, and even throw like a random thing like, boy, wouldn't it be nice if I could win PWI 500? Got to a point where kind of just creating goals to achieve just to have something to do. Um, which is then people started uh, speculating as far as the next step maybe. WWE and there's there has been uh, uh, notated accounts of of interest from Double W E to wow you were real cool on that Double U Double W E Double W E I have a little conspiracy theory I guess you would want to call it if oh. you want to humor me and turn on your put on your tinfoil hats everyone at least we can find it. Well, that's new. I love that. Dramatic. I'm I'm so happy for that. Dramatic conspiracy music. Go. Uh, CM Punk. Do you believe at all that he will be back in AEW? I don't think so. Now, maybe at some okay. point. I feel like it got. Now let me get into the conspiracy of it. Sure. All Out took place September fourth, twenty twenty two. That is, if you do your math, mm-hmm. six months from revolution. Okay. I'm not saying it's going to happen because it's obviously this fucking Saturday or whatever it is. Uh, uh, I keep on thinking Seth Rollins for some fucking reason. Well, it's because Seth Rollins Seth, was talking about CM Punk. I'm Seth sorry, Rollins, Chicago he, Phil, I believe is what he, he called Chicago him. Phil, because he hates his ass, yes. 
I believe CM Punk was injured during that uh, press conference, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, not during the press conference. He was injured during the match. Well, uh, that my point, yeah. He was injured while having a press conference. That day, during the press conference, when he did all that right after the match and all that shit. Yes. All of that happened. I believe it was an elbow injury, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. You and I are both rabid baseball fans. Sure. So, by the way, shout out pitchers and catchers. Mm-hmm. Shout out spring training. We're in full effect. I love that we already have con- controversy with the pitch clock. But yes, go on. Yeah, well, we're not gonna be, for that today. It's gonna, gonna be a fun, fun year. Anyway, go ahead. Oh yeah, lovely. <laughs> Can't wait for a fucking game-ending pitch off. Clock, I'm sorry, a clock <laughs> the off. Clock off. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, it's gonna happen. It it will. Uh-huh. So, yeah, World Series ending clock off. That'll be great. Yeah, you're right. uh, <laughs> CM Punk. Oh, okay. Back onto it. Yes. Uh, we're both uh, avid baseball fans. Right, there was a uh, certain pitcher back in the day that uh, that had an elbow surgery named after him. And if I'm not mistaken, that injury takes about what three to six months to heal. A top, Tommy John surgery. Yeah, doesn't that take a really long time? It takes a long. It takes longer than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're so pitchers that say whole seasons because of it. So let's say that CM Punk had this freaking Tommy John surgery and he knew that he fucked up his elbow. He maybe not have known the extent of it at the time or whatever. Right. What if they fabricated all of this and we have all been worked? And this was all a plan to get CM Punk off of television for six months. I'm not saying it's a good conspiracy. <laughs> The only thing I'm saying is that weirder things have happened. Like that conspiracy theory. Weirder things than that conspiracy (laughs) theory. Nobody ever thought that fucking Ultimate Warrior was going to be a raging racist. (laughs) This is true. I like that you went there. You know what I mean? Weirder things have happened in wrestling. Daniel Bryan won at WrestleMania. Pulled double duty. Weirder things have happened. Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker. Weirder things have happened. CM Punk fabricated a whole fucking brawl in the law case so that he can be off television for six months. By the way, uh, on, a, on a side tangent, Undertaker has gone on record by saying that he wish he gave it to somebody that needed it at the time, like Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, yeah. yeah. Which Although made, he did he did lose, lose to, to Roman yeah, Reigns which ultimately, like a couple which, years after. Which made no sense. But yeah, if it was the, the first um, loss, then it would make more sense than Brock Lesnar. Anyway, go on. Yeah. No, that was uh, that was the extent of the conspiracy theory regarding CM Punk. Do you believe we are being worked? We are being worked by the man, by TK. Is what you're saying? Yes, by TK, not the man, <laughs> not by Killish. <laughs> I think no. Yeah, no. I think she wants. Although I did have that thought last. Uh, I'm sorry, Monday watching Raw. I go, ooh, that would be a great heel turn. But Becky Lynch is not going to turn heel right now. Not now, no. No. Not now. Um, so that was Kenny Omega. All right, that is it. Let's get into uh, all things wrestling here. So Wednesday from Phoenix AZ, uh, we had Orange Cassidy, Mr. Jane himself, taking on your ROH Pure Champion, Willie Yuta. Um, And I, I clearly can tell you that Blackpool has gone heel. They they have yeah they have clearly gone heel. They haven't they made, ever really a true babyface. They were the anti-hero situation that we've all known to love since Attitude Era, but anti-hero doesn't mean babyface. 
uh, babyface and Chase compared to who they were fighting. Sure, it was. If the match, uh, the matches that they were having, they were yeah, all against heels. Makes was them... Tony Soprano a babyface? He was an anti-hero. Was Jax Teller a babyface? Anti-hero. Yeah, but babyface though. I don't know. No. I could just be thinking too far into the definition. I think... Go on. <laughs> I mean, unless yeah, unless uh, Blackpool's about to kill people for uh, and, and you know get them whacked and cement shoes. No, absolutely not. Uh, anyway, I, I only say heel for Yuta because of his actions in the ring, which I was like, wow, he's doing very heelish things. Um, but a really, really great match. Uh, yes, you were going to say. No, I'm just waiting. No, that was it. Um, so, yeah, so oh, okay. <laughs> Orange Cassidy, <laughs> Orange Cassidy, Wheelie Yuta. I feel like you were um, like, yes, he's going to say something. Go I, on, I just, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you had, every time you, you look like you're going to talk, you put the mic to your mouth, and that's how you know usually people can hear you. But you didn't have anything to say, like right now. <laughs> uh, I did like the the fact that they were uh, long term storytelling, which is something that AEW does not do. You're an asshole. Something that AEW does not do. Uh, I, the fact that uh, Orange Cassidy was trying to hug Willie Yuta because you know they were friends at one point, and Yuta was having nothing to do with it, and, <laughs> and uh, uh, Claudio being like the the big brother, it's like no, get over here, can't do that, stop that. And so, anyway. oh, so you're saying Blackpool in general, the entirety of Blackpool is starting to get heelish. Yes, they're all heelish. Uh, except Brian. Well, see, that's which also brings me to my next point is that Brian doesn't come out with them anymore, if you notice. He has the focus on MJF, and that's it. So you can't have a babyface in a heel-turning group, even though he comes out of the heel tunnel. <laughs> it still doesn't make any sense. That made no sense. But... uh uh, yeah, having Brian come out and with them would make no sense either. And also, you have John Moxley doing some healers things too with uh, Hangman with Hangman. Uh, so there's that. Anyway, um, Renee Paquette interviewing uh Evil Uno and just having probably his his best promo to date. Uh, absolute Ricky Stars. His best dynamite to date. It was. Uh... Pro- well, outside outside, outside of, of outside of the of his... debut of Mr. Brody Lee. Right. Well, there's that. Yes. Also, in best dynamite of getting your head squozen with the blood just pouring out from your mask. We'll get to that in a second. Um, Ricky Starks coming out and doing the uh, uh, one over on Chris Jericho. Uh, he, he wanted to um, have an open challenge for Revolution, and pretty people. Peter, La- ah, let's try that again. Pretty Peter Avalon. Say that twelve times fast. Came out, wanted to challenge Starks, and then Jericho music hits, and he just blasts Peter in the face with a Judas effect. And then in a spiked jacket. In a spiked jacket. And then comes down to the ring to uh confront Starks and basically says, uh, no no no. If anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be me. Uh the whole pen situation is very funny. I don't have a pen to sign this. Look funny. I do. And he just Oh wow, would you look at that? I do. I have a pen. Size By the way, Chris and- Jericho getting a fucking pen to get a pop out of people. Yes. Oh yes, of course. Made the list. I don't think there's better, like, Chris Jericho is an underrated greatest of all time. Uh, you know what I mean? Agreed. Not a lot of people have him as, like, top three, but I think he would be deserving in a lot of things to be top three greatest of all time. Top three. As okay. far as longevity is concerned. Oh, sure. sure. And, 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 and time on top and shit like that, like, I don't there's nobody better okay being able to change with the time bro 
Chris Jericho was legitimately the face of the millennium. He was. At one point, he, he was the fit. People, people that listen to this would know. People younger than me don't know what Y2K was. <laughs> Which is a very let sad, alone Y2J. Very sad statement. Um, that was probably the biggest angle ever. One of the biggest angles ever was this debut. Y2K. Of, no. Y2J. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, another conspiracy theory. You could say the Y2K was an angle, but you know, what are you going to do? Uh, an angle for what? To scare the shit out of people? To uh, say that your, your mass your, hysteria. Your computers aren't going to work uh, when it yep. when it goes to all zeros. Uh, mass yeah. hysteria for dumb people who lived in the 1900s. The idea of working out <laughs> the 1900s. The idea of working out to your timing to have the rock in the ring when the countdown went down and hit zero, and that music hit break the walls down and him come out and it was and the, the Jericho it just said Jericho on the screen and everybody lost their their collective shit. The craziest thing is that the the original countdown if you take it from then to when he debuted it syncs perfectly. Perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. So they they knew that we're going to have the rock in at this time. It was a nine o'clock hour and that was a huge rating hour for them and they knew what the hell they were doing. So shout out to uh to Attitude Era and all that good and stuff. Shout out for the shout out to the marks for knowing Chris Jericho. Because if you just watched WWE, you had no idea who the fuck Chris Jericho was. Right. But shout out to all the marks who go, Oh, I watch both. I know this guy. I know this guy. Yeah. Kind of. Uh so there's that. So we will have Jericho versus Starks at Revolution. Um uh Big Lee and Lee Moriarty taking on the acclaimed. Acclaimed win that one. Uh Christian Cage. Makes his return, gets destroyed by Jungle Boy just to get himself to uh, have a chair bounce off his head. Um, Sky Blue, oof, taking out Soraya. Oof, uh, oof, uh, Soraya with the win there. Uh, Britt Baker with this double flip of uh, heel and face, and Britt Baker and uh, Jamie Hader now faces. Um, and Ruby Soho stuck in the middle. Where will she? Won't she? Uh, let's see here. Uh, but, so, but, but, yes. quick thing about that. We all thought it was like, oh, what if Ruby is the Hulk? You go, oh, Ruby can't be the Hulk. But it's Soraya who's in the title match. Mm-hmm. What if Ruby comes out, costs Jamie the title, goes on to Soraya? Soraya has a nice heel run with the title. Likely her last. And Ruby sides with the outsiders, yeah, so the to outsiders. speak. <laughs> outsiders, duh. Um, yeah, part duh. Part duh. I, I can see that. Les Femmes Outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> what a blatant ripoff. And then here comes the cease and desist <laughs> from WWE. So cut that shit out. Um, let's see what else we have here. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about this. Speaking of Brian Danielson and their uh, uh, match is about to happen with MJF. Uh, can Brian Danielson smack or punch somebody harder in the face than he did to MJF? Because as soon as he talked about his kids and he got in the ring, he got, he got knocked. But then when he got outside the ring near the the, uh, the table near where the bell is, he came running around the ring when everybody started like you know trying to separate them, rolled out of the ring, turned that corner, and cracked him in the face. And I was like, holy shit. I rewound that at least five times because that was a real punch to his face. <laughs> and he knocked him cold on that table, man. I, you know, 
<laughs> I, I commend them both for you know doing that spot because good lord, that was a that was a shot. The only thing that I would assume Brian has hit harder than he hit MJF is Brie Bella. Uh, yeah, Brie Bella, Brie Bella's butt. Sorry, I, I applaud myself. Yeah. Yes, yes, that is what it sounds like. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> oh god, that's what it sounds. That's what genius but. sounds like. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm fully aware. That's why I say it. Spit those stuff. Oh boy, out of my mouth. Um, let's see here. So, yeah, so he cracked him, <laughs> cracked him in the face. Uh, ba ba ba. JB Hader and Britt Baker get interviewed backstage, and then the Revolution Tag Team Battle Royale. Um, shout out to uh to Ray Phoenix and that that rope walk to to basically just punt Roosh in the face. Uh, <laughs> that was my favorite spot of the whole match. Um, we did have winners of that, and that was Jeff Jarrett. Good lord. Uh, <laughs> what a throwback! Shout out Jeff Jarrett. Shout also, out, rest in peace, Jerry Jarrett. I don't know if we had we brought said that, that up. Last, yes, we said it last week. But yes, also okay. Again, good. Shout out because uh, yeah, that was that was last week. He he had uh, was it last week or two weeks ago? Because I thought it claimed had no, it was two weeks ago. Because the claims came out and did the rap for Jerry. Yes. So we are two weeks removed. Um, it's crazy that Jerry Jarrett died, and then like a week later. Jerry Lawler had a fucking stroke or a heart attack or whatever it was. Again, like the bo- the both of them just right after each other. That would have been nuts. Uh, yeah, shout out to to uh, Jerry Lawler to under recovery. Um, Tony Khan with his massive massive announcement that had absolutely nothing to do with Forbidden Door. I was duped. Um, he's key goes. I, I thought this announcement, this announcement. I thought this announcement would be best if made by one of our major stars, of course, and of course Adam Cole, Bebe comes walking out and um, announces that he will have they will have AEW all access new weekly show that will uh uh be it uh was it after dynamite yeah uh, show which i mean thank god we nobody wanted to watch freaking power slap league yeah please remove that because it's a stupid show um cole continued that same night it's also depressing it is very depressing I it's watched- depressing when you find out that the winner gets two grand that's it i I, okay i think it's what two to two to show up two if you win something like that (laughs) so it's four grand bro i'm telling you it is definitely not over five to the winner i have to hold on a hundred percent i'm not even joking about that (laughs) jeez what does it say um okay here we go February 2nd, 2023. This is from the Daily Mail uh, in the UK. Dana White defends power slap pay with competitors receiving 1,600 pounds each bout. But the UFC president argues it is how MMA started too and that boxing undercards make this kind of money still. So he is justifying the fact that they are getting paid absolutely nothing. Yep. $1,600 per bout. Yep. Nope. 1,600 pounds. Excuse me, pounds. Per bout. 16 hungry quid. The UFC president claimed that the pay was not dissimilar to the purses offered to fighters in the early stages of UFC in the 90s after the title of the show promoting the event, Road to the Title, was mocked. <laughs> Power Slap League is set for a pay-per-view debut March of 2023. Guess who's going to buy it? It's Absolutely a- nobody. Shane McMahon. Uh, I don't know. Oh, my God. Um. But, but Bro, the, that's where we should have the next battle of the billionaires. Vince versus Dana. In a slap contest? 
in a slap contest. Did you see Vince at WrestleMania? No. He'll get destroyed. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I should. I don't I, know why I said no. <laughs> you were the, yes, you saw it. <laughs> I very clearly saw it. Not only did you see it, we talked about it on the show. Uh, by the way, the Power Slap League is set for a pay-per-view debut March of 2023, but the vicious warp taking America by storm has come in for fierce backlash from neurologists claiming slaps to the face can cause permanent brain damage. Ladies and gentlemen, duh. No shit. That's why fucking <laughs> it, it, those same brain fucking specialists also say that uh, it's the same reason why boxing is a way worse sport on your head than MMA is like UFC is way less violent on your brain than boxing is because boxing you're just taking 12 rounds of constant punches to the face mm. and then you all you get is a 10 count at least when you go down all you get is a 10 count to get back up right. at least in the ufc when you go down like you can work on the ground but if you get hit and go down and if you go down hard enough they'll just fucking call yeah, it they'll call it yeah this is true um so. but oh, that wasn't the case in the early days uh, they, no, so some trial, but dude, you also had freaking, uh, you also had a Gracie and a Gee going up against a 500 pound man <laughs> and winning. <laughs> there was so I mean, you know, no weight class. It was the wild, wild west. <laughs> it really was. It was an awesome time. Um, yeah. So the announcement is all AEW All Access, and then when it debuts, he will also be making his in ring return to All Elite, which got a huge pop. Uh, I think that's that's that was the main story. <laughs> the main announcement, massive announcement, was not All Access, which I'm sure would be fun, and then, I'm. I'm sure I'll definitely watch it, and I like that kind of backstage kind of shit. Um, I do, too, but do you think Tony Khan should have made that part of the announcement? Yeah, I think he should have. Tony Khan goes, the the announcement we have well, is that we're doing this all-access thing. Then he goes, and one of the wrestlers on that all-access thing is with me right now. And then they go right to Adam Cole, and he goes, all he starts building up this whole fucking all-access thing. And another thing you're going to find on all-access is me training for my return and then he just goes into a whole fucking promo about his return i think now easy way you could have gotten out of it i think tony khan Mm -hmm. is afraid of heat which is why i think it was better that it came from cole and 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 hearing you say that and thinking about it now i think it's it was better because if i heard that from from Tony, also think about why they didn't do it backstage or why they did it backstage and not in the ring if it was just Adam Cole making the whole fucking announcement, make it in the ring, do the whole entrance, do the whole fucking gimmick. But the whole point was the whole the whole pull was that Tony Khan had an announcement, so that's he had an intro. Exactly. In. So put Tony Khan in the ring, have the- him do the announcement, and it, this is also do the whole thing I just said. This is one of the wrestlers that's going to be featured on timing, All brother. Timing. You will see him TV timing. go through troubles with his girlfriend about her possibly cheating <laughs> with an older man. <laughs> Here's Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> <laughs> wait hold on wait, is that a is that a fact or is that, is that a conspiracy theory that i guess you would consider a conspiracy theory also but i didn't come up with that one i read that one on the internet <laughs> of course like most things <laughs> most factual things we find it on the interwebs uh and then the main event which good lord um I feel like if we can get white lightning and take a shot of it every time there's blood, we will be out for the week. Oh, I'd go blind. <laughs> I go, <laughs> I go blind, son. John Moxley, Evil Uno, uh, he went to rip that mask off of Evil Uno's head, and he got cut. And man, I've never ever. And this is not hyperbole. I've never seen someone bleed as much as I've seen. And he had a mask on, and he was pooling most of that blood in his mask, and that was pouring out of his head. 
He passed he out. He was breathing blood. That was. <sighs> sometimes, sometimes I see these matches, and I'm like, "Wow, that looks cool," and I'm like, "Oh, we're doing this again." AEW is becoming more of a, a blood, like for the sake of blood, than anything else. And I give yep. cre- color I give, for the sake of color, right? And I give credit to Evil Uno for having a hell of a match. And by the way, <laughs> no shoutouts here. But I'm pointing out the fact that uh, the uh, Disco Inferno tweeted something about okay. the fact that you can't have a main event with a man with tits. Oh, boy. And, yeah. <laughs> so I I will say, <clears throat> fuck off. <laughs> um, you, you were not. You, as a man with tits. As a man with I tits. Say, I will <laughs> fuck you, Disco Inferno. <laughs> there you go. The, the idea of this has been who had the the best uh, G gimmick ever in Disco Inferno, best job, one of the best jobber gimmicks ever um, to to go that far with absolutely nothing. And for you to come out and say that statement, uh, I have I hold no credence to that statement. And again, fuck off. With that being said, this this is a lot of blood. And uh, what? Why? I am in no way comparing these two people because I don't feel like they are comparable at this point. Mm-hmm. But to what Disco Inferno said, you want to talk about a man with tits being in the main event? One of the greatest wrestlers of all time is a man with tits. One of the greatest promos of all time is a man with tits. Dusty Rhodes, baby. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh... <laughs> He's the son of a plumber. <laughs> Good pull, good pull. Um, that is true. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you had uh, you to come out, Claudio come out, Hangman come out with uh, <laughs> conveniently in his pocket some barbed wire uh, like ring, put out his fist and bash Moxley. Guess what? Moxley blood. Um, so yeah, so we have we have heel Mox now. Uh, it is it is it is on with heel Mox, and so <sighs> we it, leading into Revolution with uh, Hangman against uh, against Mox three. See what happens in with a that Texas death match. I think Evil Uno should get another match and get pushed now because of said match, or something with Dark Agreed. Order. Dark Order should should definitely get something going on here because they had their thing with uh, the the hardest push they had, which was obviously had credence to it, was when they were with Brody Lee and he was still alive. Yeah, Dark Order completely just fell off when he passed away, which is not really fair. Try to pair him up with uh, Hangman. Um, hasn't really gone anywhere with him other than situations like this. But, and uh, I think that's the, the problem with that is, is I think that Hangman is too respectful of Brody. If Hangman but what from they... the jump had been like, if they had, if he had accepted being the leader of the Dark Order, mm. I think it would have been a completely story but what right he, now. Wouldn't he be like more honored now that they would want of, of anybody in the in the company to have him be the face to replace Brody Lee as head of Dark Order. Yeah, absolutely. We get a huge push. But That's what I'm saying. The, the, the group would get a huge push again. And uh, yeah, I don't. You want to talk about a huge push? Hmm. Have Matt Hardy be the leader of the Dark Order as Broken Matt. As Broken Matt. Yeah, absolutely. I guess bring back Brother Nero. <laughs> Can you <laughs> do all of it? Yeah, I think in you know with the bracelet on. <laughs> yeah, two years of probation. 
His whole gimmick now is before he comes out of the out of the gate, uh, f- down the ramp, he has to breathe in a breathalyzer. Breathe in a breathalyzer. Yep. <laughs> There's a mach- this machine. This machine right only works when he breathes into a breathalyzer. Dun, 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 dun. His music hits, and then he comes out. He does his hand thing, and then he just there's a breathalyzer right there. He just <laughs> he's clear, bum, 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 and then he runs to the ring. That would be awesome. He's got to breathalyze his pyro, <laughs> and if he doesn't pass. Everything shuts down. <laughs> everything yeah, just goes, Everything just turns black, and that's it. He has to go he back. He's disqualified. Commercial. Go Justin to commercial. Roberts comes back in the middle of the ring uh, due to a failed breathalyzer. Uh, Jeff Hardy will forfeit this match, and your winner. <laughs> and the next caliber cuts the commercial, and that's it. That's that's the yeah. whole match. What what a great TV that would be. Live television, oh, everybody. Uh, moving on to the dubs. WWE. No, you know it would be great TV mm. if none of that happens, and then Jeff Hardy's just in the middle of a match, referee has his back turned, he takes out a breathalyzer, knocks someone over the head with it. <laughs> yeah. The irony. Then blow then then blows into it and fucking throws it on the ground. I got your breathalyzer right here. Uh WWE. Uh SmackDown, really quick. Or he tries hitting it like a vape. You imagine. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jeff, that's not how that works, Jeff. Oh, that's not how I'm supposed to do that's it. That's not how that works, Jeff. I'm sorry. No, you, you, and now you're clearly just proving that you're not, you're not cool for this match. And your winner is not Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Imperium taking on uh, Strowman, Ricochet, and Madcap. Speaking of uh, heel turns, Madcap Moss um, is about to turn with Emma. Uh, not mad at it. Uh, listen, do something because he's he's good. It's just the whole gimmick. This is honestly at this point, I would not be at all mad if you put Madcap and Emma with Baron Corbin. They need to change up something then because the both of them were operating at a high octane. I think that's the word sure. uh, when they were together, and then when they fought each other too, and then when they fought each other exactly. Um, but just like you said with Chris Jericho. And the reason why he's still so relevant and still so good is because he changes with the times and changes his gimmicks and has he's been AEW. He's had three or four gimmick changes already, and he's only been there three years. So, yeah, good point. Change, Damn, change you remember the wizard? Oh, the wizard, the champion. Who hit someone with a fireball? A bit of bubbly. Well, Chris, <laughs> believe you do. <laughs> there you go. Um, so there's that Imperium wins that match. Um, of course, Viking Raiders come out and try to beat up because uh, uh, Drew McIntyre came out as well. Viking Raiders, and I'm not really sure what's going on with the Viking beat up Raiders. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre until Sheamus came out and destroyed all of them to the good, good the the good guys hero ending for that match. Uh, La Knight on the mic until uh, New Day comes out. He called him. Oh, called yes, him. Los Angeles Knight. Oh, I'm sorry. I nerd, need to nerd day. completely oh, make a very funny. wild and unnecessary left turn right now. Please. Because I just saw this stand-up clip, and it had just reminded me of this. And I need to bring this up as to how ridiculous this sounds, because I am 29 years old, and I kind of just realized this. And I am ashamed of myself, because I should have realized this before. This happens once, how absolutely once stupid this particular baseball name is. This happens once a show, by the way, when you feel stupid about something you say. Go ahead. That's fine. I'm a very dumb person. Oh, okay. I accepted okay. that a very long time ago. I, I didn't say it, but yeah, go ahead. There's a baseball team in California. There's a couple. Sure. Right? They were in a movie. The name of that baseball team back in the day was called... Chris? Which movie? Uh, Angels on the Outfield. I'm sorry. Oh. 
the California Angels. The Los they were Angels. back in the day. They were the California Angels. Made sense. Whatever. Yes. They moved to Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Then they start going by the Anaheim Angels. Perfectly okay with that. Good alliteration. I'm all about alliteration. What I didn't realize is that when they became the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, <laughs> so stupid. And then they actually are just now the Los Angeles Angels because it sells merchandise and it's better than Anaheim. Yes, go on. The name makes absolutely no sense. If you break it down and translate it, it means the Angels, Angels. <laughs> the Angels, Angels. It does. And I never realized that, and I am ashamed of myself. For I that. didn't realize that either until you just said that. But that's what I'm saying. It makes no sense whatsoever. But the team's called the Angels, Angels. The Angels is Angels. <laughs> the Angels of the Angels. The Angels, Angels. I can keep going. The Angels, Angels. Yeah. Look at that. City of Angels. The, the, the Angels, Angels. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> Kofi Kingston and La Knight, uh, L.A. It'd be like calling the Yankees the Bronx. The Bronx Yankees. No, it would be like calling them the New York Bronxes. Yankees, Yankees doesn't mean the Bronx. Huh? Yankees don't mean the Bronx. No, but New York kind of, it's the New York thing. Oh. Not that the Yankees mean Bronx. I'm saying the New York and Bronx is the same thing. But the Los Angeles literally means the Angels. That's the difference. All right. You went down this rabbit hole. You want to now you have to defend it. Uh we're done. La uh, Knights taking on Kofi Bronx, Kingston. Uh, yeah, Los Angeles Knight. <laughs> that's Los where Angeles we're at. Knight. By the way, Los Angeles, I don't know it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting your mic off. Kofi Kingston wins us, and uh uh I, I was kind of surprised with that. Um with La Knight taking uh, two losses in a row now. Um let's see here, Dominic Mysterio with Charlotte Flair coming in the ring and then and then Dominic Mysterio coming in and uh confronting Charlotte. Um uh, and that's when we had the the whole talk of of uh, uh, comparisons of generational wrestlers. Uh, there's your father. I hate my father. Uh, she said, "I like my father," and uh, I have a. I already have a. What was her 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 statement? Uh, I have a. I have a real poppy at home. Real poppy at home. And he has a nice thick thick pause pause yeah accent. Then <laughs> got in his face. By the way, Charlotte looked. Fine. That was a, that was a nice uh, outfit there. By the way, also uh, nice low cut. What were we saying? Charlotte has no uh, no recollection of what happens when you drop the belt. Are we doing this again? She she immediately dropped the belt on the, on the mat <laughs> and went after Dominic until Rhea's music hit. Last time she did that, she got her confronted by uh, one man. <laughs> and uh, that's no no no, that's different. <clears throat> to me. No, it was. It, it, I'm, I'm if just, you're about it was to be different. in a fight, you take that belt off. It was different. Like, I know. That's understandable. I know it was different. That, that one, well, she was about to be in a fight, but she just. Dropped her belt. No, but that was supposed to be a ceremonious changing of the guard. Which ended up being a shit show. In a sense. Um, yes. And it ended up being a shit show. Which, by the way, also Charlotte Flair. By the way, uh, by the way, by the way, where the hell is, and it's going to lead to my, my next point because we're talking about Andrade, right? Andrade. No, where the hell is Andrade? Uh, speaking of shit shows, where the hell has Nikki, uh, Nikki, Nia Jax gone since Royal Rumble? I would assume she's hanging out with her cousin, Big Goose. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, Much mean, mana Uh I, I was going through reels on uh, on Instagram and came across that match again. And what an awful, awful match Charlotte and Nia Jax had when not, it, neither one of them wanted to sell. And at some point you see Charlotte like, well, in a real fight, Nia would kill her. So when she was 
no selling everything, Charlotte didn't know what to do. Charlotte was grabbing her by the hair, trying to trying to grab her neck, like trying to choke her out when she uh, hit her move uh, the, the the boot. Nothing. There was no cells on either side. So I, I, w- I would like to go back and watch that full match because I want to know what happened. I'm sure the referee got in one of their ears and was like, cut the shit, let's go. But th- for a good several minutes, the two of them just no-sold everything. And I wanted. I, I would love to know that. <laughs> Give me that 30 for 30. I would like to know that match and what happens at the end when they go backstage. And McMahon's like, what the fuck are you doing? What's happening here? Like, I, I just want to know the blow up that happened from that. And I'm sure it was there was no blame on Charlotte because, you know, she's the golden child. I'm sure it was all put on Nia. Um, yeah, what a, just an awful, <laughs> just an awful look. Coming soon to ESPN. 30 for 30s, my hole. <laughs> <laughs> the Nia Jack story. <laughs> the Nia Jack story. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, that came out of nowhere. My home. You'll bring that back. I forgot about that remix. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's lovely. That should have went about ten seconds too long, but I did not mind. It, <laughs> it really did. Anyway, uh, Shader Baszler and Natalia. Okay, uh, I'm not really understanding what's going on here. I feel like Ronda Rousey came back way too soon, and we still have not. Not only do we have nothing to do for her until unless she's gonna, the two of them are going to fight at WrestleMania for the tag titles, but. <laughs> Uh, I, I do appreciate Bailey shouting her out on, on social media and saying that she doesn't attend live events, even though I will give Rousey credit for attending SmackDown <laughs> and being there on a weekly basis, just like Lesnar, and not doing the part-time thing anymore. Uh, with that said, there is no clout to Ronda Rousey as she once had before. None whatsoever. And it's, What do you think we get with the tag titles? I really do think it, women's tag titles. it's definitely a, a... Well, we'll get to it when we get to Raw. Um, okay. Uh, Bray Wyatt with the keeps can you keep a secret segment i enjoy these i still want to know where these are going but i enjoy these uh carrying cross defeating ray mysterio by the hands of one son dominic which by the way i'm thoroughly enjoying this dominic character i i feel like he is one of the best heels in all of wwe and this whole sec this whole confrontation that he had with ray and just mushing him in the face and pushing him around and ray not doing anything i love it i love that it's still being built up, and I'm hoping that at Mania that this will finally pay off. Did you ever see those uh, edits on Instagram where it was like the gold-plated picture frame, and it had each iteration of the wrestler? So if it was Triple H, it was like terrorizing, then freaking <laughs> uh, Connecticut Blue Blood, and right. the game. I did not, but I would love to Assassin see that. and all that shit. I would love to see that. I have not. Dom, I'll I'll see if I can find some. I'll, I'll tag you in it. Dom has officially went from just the son of of Rey Mysterio to his official second, like his second gimmick, Bobby in wrestling. And prison Dom being that, <laughs> I'm not mad at it in the slightest. It's, it's hysterical. I, I love that he's just running with it, and that he has the the weird drawn on uh, teardrop tattoo on his cheek. <laughs> Well, so does Rhea. They got matching ones. They I both know. got a body. I know. 
I know, but it's it's funny that he's he's now prison dumb. Um, is that a thing that people know? Yeah, it should be now, right? Is that is that widely known that that's what a teardrop means? You either do five years inside or you have a body on you. So he's, he's saying that he killed somebody. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly he didn't he was, do five years. Right, inside. He, was, he was there for thirty seconds. Yeah, if that. Very funny. Just just the whole thing is hysterical. How long was that promo? That's about it. Um. What do you mean? The promo that he did in the white, uh, white beater. Oh, right. <laughs> that was I don't know. What are you supposed to call those now? That's it. I, just, no, I wear them all the time, but what do you call these? That's still, I mean, I, that, isn't that ironic that of everything that's got canceled? That's, a white ribbed undershirt? Is that what you know? It's know. still called a wife beater, which should have been canceled years ago. No? <laughs> oh, yeah. We should have never called them white beaters in the first in the place. In the first place. But, I mean, it's just the easiest <laughs> thing to call them. But it's still a thing now. Nobody said anything about that. We're eventually going to have to teach the next generation. Why do we call these wife beaters? Well, well. sit down, son. The <laughs> Italian heritage is uh, rather long. <laughs> rather long and very angry, people. Um, so, yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's that. And then the uh, not so much of a main event, but we had our main event segment, which was uh, Jimmy Uso coming out and uh, facing hard camera and pleading to his brother until you had the very low swell building up building up into a loud swell of crowd noise because someone was coming through the crowd and that someone was Sami Zayn. Uh in who his, his is that guy in a black hood and a red long hair and red beard? Red hair and beard, who could that possibly be? It's Sami Zayn. Confronts him. El Generico? Um, I didn't oh, no, it's just Sami Zayn. <laughs> El Generico. Bring that back. Uh yeah. So I don't think he can. No, now he's done. But he's done with that. Uh yeah, confronting each other and uh uh both making very good points. That uh, you know, you, you you turned on me. You were my brother. Uh, you attacking me after everything that went down at Royal Rumble. Uh, it hurt, even though you know uh, I had to do what I had to do. And you're being uh, uh, manipulated by Roman Reigns, and then Jimmy turning around saying, "You you pulled the trigger. You hit, hit him with the chair. What are we supposed to do? That's family. That's that's you know I have to back him up." And then Sammy saying, "Well, I had to do what I had to do because I. How's that fair that I have to go through hoops every week and to prove my loyalty to you guys?" And it was it was a very well done segment. And then he, uh, Sammy looks into the crowd, and who's standing there at the top of the of the uh, the stairs in the crowd is Jay Uso. It's Sting. <laughs> Imagine he comes back. WWE. Uh, Jay Uso at the top of the steps, and then Jimmy attacks him, attacks uh, Sammy. Uh, with a with a closed fist, looks to to uh, Jay, and then gets Haluva kicked in the face by Sammy. Uh, you have uh, Solo Sequoia coming to the rescue. He a- exits the ring. Sammy does, and then looks at Jay while Jay is standing at uh, on the floor right next to the ring. Two of them have a look. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying this whole thing, and then he he leaves through the crowd. Uh, this whole thing still plays out very well. And uh, we thought this might have died with Rumble and the match with uh, in Chamber. This is still a thing. This is still going on. Um, and then we'll also see I this told thing you. continue on with Raw with Kevin Owens. We'll get to that in a in a second. Roman Reigns was not Sammy's story. The Usos are Sammy's story. I understand, but it should have been Sammy's story because he pulled a Brian Danielson. He put a uh, Daniel Bryan. Excuse me. He 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 made, had it not been for Cody. It story. I feel like it would have been. I don't think it would have happened to Chamber though. No, I still don't think it should happen in Chamber. I still think it would have happened at Mania, but they've already they've already made their their bed. They're gonna lie in it with that that storyline that they're doing with uh with Cody, and so that's fine. I'm, listen, that was the whole the whole point of it was to get to that point, 
but you have had this mistaken greatness happen. <laughs> and so why not take advantage of it? I, I just feel like if, if anything right now, this would be the, the time for Sammy to get the belt. I mean, if he's if nothing else, if Kofi never wins the belt again, he had the biggest moment in that mania. That that year was Kofi. And so this year could be Sammy. And you're missing a golden opportunity in that. But you have Cody Rhodes. What are you going to do? I mean, it's like you, you, you could have both. <laughs> there are two belts, but you're not doing it. I digress. Anyway, um, Raw. Yeah, but where were you going to split those? Where were you going to split the titles? Mania when you have two nights. We've already talked. We've talked about this already. As far as like, what it should have been was, if you're going to do, yeah, okay, yes, you have that be the main event, not the main event of both nights, but the the each title on one night. But you would have had to do the chamber for the number one contendership. Winner of the chamber goes to face Roman for the other other title at Mania. Right. You have Cody go after the WWE, and then what's his face go after the Universal? That would have been the way to go. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I wholeheartedly believe Sammy still loses that. Really? Yes. Interesting. To keep the streak. Right. Then he goes after the Usos at WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> Which, by the way, is not called WrestleMania Backlash anymore. What is it called? Just backlash. Just backlash. <laughs> Thank it's, God. It's back. To, it's back to backlash. Thank uh, God. Monday Night Raw. I couldn't deal with another SummerSlam payback. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we have sequels to these pay per views. I've never heard that before. Uh, we start off Raw with uh, the Bloodline with uh, Solo and Jimmy in the ring uh, talking smack until Street Profits come out and they have a match and Street Profits get oh, absolutely wow. destroyed. <laughs> wow. Absolutely destroyed until who makes a save? Kevin Owens. And gives we are up. slowly getting a street profits breakup. You think so, huh? Yeah. I think that's why Dawkins took the pin. I think that's why Dawkins lost his uh elimination chamber qualifying match. Hmm. Okay. And all that. All that good stuff. Yeah. Uh yeah, Kevin Owens uh, with the uh, uh the stunner on on solo and uh uh, yeah, all the, all the attacks from from Kevin uh, Lesnar in the uh, 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 was what's the MVP? Lunch? The most meta segment I've ever heard of in my life. He comes out first, which has never happened before. He gets to the, uh, the MVP lounge and gets the couch there until MVP comes out and uh, is a little scared to come in. Talks about trying to uh, make this match happen, and Lesnar's like, "Sell me on this," and then he. MVP does, and he did a great job. I, I, I was, I was thoroughly impressed. And then so was Lesnar. Lesnar was like, "Yeah, that's, okay, that sounds good." Had a toast with the white lightning, and then spit it all in his mouth. Nasty. I also need to make this a point. If Brock Lesnar had gotten fucking moonshine in his eyes, mm. he would not be able to see for the rest of the day. So you're you're saying it's not moonshine. Yeah, it's not. I'm sorry to break your bubble on that. It's probably not moonshine. What? Sorry. Ooh, did I break your day? Oh. Did I did I hurt your heart? Conspiracy. I hear conspiracy all over that. 
Yeah. Listen, they call me Conspiracy Joe. Do they? Who's they? Um, we talked about they man, <laughs> Big Brother man. You know they. Uh, the aforementioned. You can tell I've watched way too much Opie and Anthony in my day. <laughs> That's as far back as you go. Huh? Opie, well, and, Opie Anthony. and Anthony. Yeah. As far as like no, talk radio, no, no Stern, no. Uh... No, I never did Stern. Never did Stern. My dad would just listen to Opie and Anthony. Ninety-two point three K Rock. Yeah, that's OG Stern. I know, but I was Opie and Anthony. It was NEW. Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't go that far back. BAB did not go that far back. No, I'm sorry, not BAB. What was the one in Boston? They did one in Boston. New York was WNEW. New York was WNEW. Right. Uh, BAB was the other fucking uh, what you call it, Long Island. Oh, that was their rival in Long Island. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at the aforementioned Cody Rhodes uh, defeating. Shout Chad out Gable. Whip Him Out Wednesdays, man. Bring yeah, that back. I miss that so much. Um, <laughs> that thing took over. You saw wow stickers on everybody's car. Had to have sex at a church. Not only just a church. Freaking the, the church. Not only just sex. Anal. The, the church of all churches. And anal. <laughs> well, the church of all churches in New York. St. Patrick's. It's not the church of all churches. Okay. In the United States, it is. Yeah, in the United States, yeah. Yes. Okay. Anal sex in the Church of Vultures is in the U.S. That's yeah. I mean, it wasn't in public in the church. Thank. It was in public. I thought they went into a confessional. It was in a pew. Oh, was it? Yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot that part. <laughs> it was in a pew. Yikes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Chad Gable get that push, and the baby bird. You remember the baby bird? I t- <laughs> Oh man, see, I know my <laughs> shit, dude. Such a good show. Uh, uh, give 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 me that push. Uh, Oscar and Carmella. Oscar uh, gets the win on that. Carmella now uh, getting this this uh, segment with afterwards uh, with the segment with uh, Miss Karen herself, Chelsea Green. Um, I I'm th- thoroughly enjoying the the Chelsea Green Karen dynamic with Adam Pierce. Saying like you're from Canada. This is Ottawa, Canada, but you're from Isn't Canada. Isn't she also from Ottawa? Yes. Is she from Toronto? <laughs> I think she's from Toronto. Oh, uh, whatever. Um, Toronto. Same shit. Ontario, Canada. Um, yeah. It's like you're from- Toronto and Montreal are the same. Vancouver is on the other on side. On the other side, the West Coast. You're from Canada. Uh, so, yeah, so there was that. Oscar. Shout out BC. I've been there. Uh, I have not. I'd like to go. Yeah, I was a uh, child. Candice LeRae. In the 90s. Oh, way back when. Oh, yeah. 90s Canada. Candice LeRae defeating Piper Niven with the uh, wild, wild north. The wild, cold north. Uh, Piper oh, Candice LeRae. <laughs> Piper Niven uh, uh, getting beat with uh, the help of Nikki Cross, which is uh, uh, not really sure what's happening here with that whole situation. Uh, I think she's in love with Dexter. Nikki Cross. Yeah, and I think Indy Hartwell comes back and she goes, are you cheating on me? Oh, we're going to get a whole soap opera angle. Better fight that. Um. Bianca Belair and Montez Ford uh, uh, with their WrestleMania going Hollywood cinematic thing. I didn't find it as funny as the, the Joker one. Anyway. Joker one was funny. The uh, Top Gun one was hot. Which one? The Top Gun one with Maurice? Yes. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Good stuff. Schwing. Schwing, schwing. Um, <laughs> Let's bring that back. <laughs> schwing? We've got a whole 90s episode. Talk about Obi and Anthony and <laughs> Wayne's World. Damn. This is it. Um. Uh, the Miz is coming out to make his announcement and uh, invite his uh, uh, guests as, as to who's hosting WrestleMania, and it was him. 
So The Miz is hosting WrestleMania to then, which Seth Freakin' Rollins comes out and destroys The Miz again for the third week in a row. Very funny bit where he has him uh, open his phone for FaceTime with, with The Miz's head. FaceTimes uh, with a clearly recorded recor- uh, segment <laughs> with Logan Paul. And then... Uh, Seth- you think that was recorded, really? Absolutely. It was absolutely... Because the, 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 the audio and the video were not queued up and if you also look at the uh the video that was shot when he was holding the phone when he was holding the phone hold it to the the camera the camera that was held over his shoulder was a it looked like a pre-recorded spot and because there was no there was no cameraman in the ring and so uh when that happens are you saying the whole spot was pre-recorded no no i'm saying no i'm saying when he was in the ring rounds was ring that was live i'm saying that the segment that they had with the phone that, yeah, that. that's what I mean. That part was was recorded, and you could tell also because the the audio was not synced up to when Logan was talking in the beginning. And then when Seth, <laughs> the funniest part was when Seth uh, said, "Oh, by the way, what do you say? Uh, uh, bye, bitch. <laughs> bye, bye, bitch. <laughs> bye, bye, bitch." And then he hung up, and that got a huge pop. Uh, and then he curb stomped, <laughs> curb stomped the Miz. Uh, Elias getting jobbed, and Bobby Lashley destroying him, and then that leading into the the next uh, Bray Wyatt segment with. Uh, the dance. Oh uh, yeah, the muscle man muscle dance. Muscle man dance. Thank you very much. Um, Gargano taking on Otis. Gargano I get a huge push. This whole thing with maximum male models and Otis, uh, I I always appreciate just funny wrestling. So there was that, and then uh, you know who I wouldn't mind in that gimmick instead of Otis mm. was Ivar. Ivar on the independent scene before he got to uh, uh, before War Machine and, and Viking Raiders and all that stuff when they went to Japan and all that shit. Yeah, he was known as Handsome Johnny. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, let's see, Handsome Johnny. Oh, Johnny Wrestler. Yep, Ivar. There he is. Told you. I want to see. I want to see. Oh, he was very handsome. Look at him. Big burly man. With no beard. Interesting. Anyway, uh, and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> your main events with Damage Control, your champions taking on Becky Lynch and Lita with a surprise little twist that Lita had uh, kind of teased earlier on in the night. Uh, I, I got it. So two things. I was very happy that the surprise little twist happened to be one. One. No? Trish huh? Trish. What? I was going with Trisha. I was trying to get you to say Trisha. Hall of Fame. I was trying to think of what her what is it a laugh? <laughs> her music? Yes. <laughs> is that it? That's it. Yes. So, I yeah. think that was pretty good on my part. That if I'm very, not gonna lie, that was very good. Um, so yeah, she she came out to uh, to help. <laughs> you don't out. have the song, do you? I, I, I was looking for the song. I, I I missed I missed the whole chance right there. Uh, Trisha Atis comes out with the music. <laughs> I tried. Uh, thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, to to take out Bailey, uh, Lita. Oof. Um, I I appreciate what they did with this. I will say that Lita did not look good. She looked very rusty, and um, Becky having having to carry this entire match. I. You, when you texted the, cause I, I didn't see the spot, I didn't see the match when you texted, but you texted on Monday as far as the end of the, the, the end of Raw. I yeah. agree with you. I, I agree. This the this is this is gonna be a very short lived situation, obviously, because we're right on the doorstep of WrestleMania, and they won the belts uh, on this Raw. Um, I, with that being said, 
I see a lot of comments online as far as them not liking it. I liked it only because there's been nothing else going on with these belts. So at yep. least do something with them. And it's the best thing that they could have possibly done with these women's titles. At least there's some sort of clout now. You have a Hall of Famer. You have two Hall of Famers now coming out for Raw. Uh, Becky Lynch has a belt. At least they have a spot for her now going into, into Mania, which they didn't. And so ha- have them face. You know, What's that spot? A, a spot in Mania. Just a, a spot oh, you're saying now that there's just yeah, a spot? Okay, because... well, then I'll ask you. What is the spot for Trish Stratus? Bailey. Thank you. That's where I was going with that. I've heard a lot of people say that, oh, they're just going to do a six man. Why would they do that? That's what this initially I that. thought. And in my head, I go, you have two days of WrestleMania. Right. You're telling me you can't have one of those days being the tag champs having to uh, defend against the former champs. Right. Or make it a three-way match. Put another women's tag in there. Someone with a little name to it. Even Ronda and Shayna at that point. Do something. Then you have Trish and Bailey and have all that go go about. Trish will get through all four horsewomen by the time she is retired. <laughs> I'm fully confident of that. I did she face Sasha? She I don't know. I know she faced Charlotte. We know that. That was SummerSlam. That was oof. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, hmm, let me see here. Trish Stratus versus uh Sasha. That's her name. Sasha Banks. Yeah. And let's Mercedes see. Mercedes Money. Mercedes Monet. Uh let's see where did this happen? Trish Stratus versus Sasha Banks. Yep. All right. So it did happen. It did not. It did not. It did not. All right then. So that would be the last one. Yeah, it's the the uh, Sasha Banks and, and Trish Stratus square off during WWE Dream Match Mania. Never happened. Bailey versus Trish at Mania this year. I'm I'm for it. In between Mania and SummerSlam, Becky turns on Lita and takes her out. Oh. Trish comes to the aid of her friend. Trish versus Becky at SummerSlam. Wow. Or Survivor Series or wherever another big. Oh, uh, do Money in the Bank or some shit in London. London yeah, London, in London, London, isn't it? In it, in it. That was a week. That was a hell of a week. That guys, that's it. Anything else b- before we uh, head on out of this bitch? I am all tapped out, buddy. And with that being said, thank you guys so very much. Please hit us up on Twitter, Sons of Slam Show. Catch us and tell your friends about us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast. That is the show. Thank you guys so very much. My name is Chris Mindell. That is the Reaper, Mister Joe Black, sir. Until next week. Adios. The Sons of Slam podcast.